Good afternoon, how are we doing? It is morning chat. Um, if you are coming in, give me a hello. Hope you're having a good weekend, busy day. Sessions this morning, one-to-ones, kickstarts, people just starting on their journey. And I always get these interesting stories. Like yesterday I talked about um, that you need a physics degree to, to do some of the workouts and the machines that you see to, um, mentioned yesterday in our sessions. Now, I just wanted to, to talk about um, this further today actually. So I've actually just been to get my hair cut. If you watch my videos a lot, you'll know that my hair was well out of control. Um, crazy out of control. I always miss, miss the boat to, to get it. Anyway, finally got it today. And uh, he asked me, which way do you comb your hair? And I went, and he goes, and I just looked at him and he went, is it this way? And I just said, yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, I never comb my hair. Can't, I can't remember the last time I've actually combed my hair, but I just said, yeah. That's it there. So I just lied. And the reason I'm sharing this is it's very similar to something that comes up a lot. Two things. Number one is that one, some of the things that some of the ladies say when they, when they start off and they inquire and we have a bit of a chat is that they've been to gyms before and you know, there's always someone there, but they always feel a bit too intimidated to ask for help. They don't really kind of just say yes to any help. And even sometimes they're really nice. They come over and say, you know, do you need any help with that? And there's just a busy gym. They're just like, and they just say, no, I'm fine. And they do the same thing over and over again cross trainer, some place where they feel comfortable with, rather than maybe challenging themselves in an environment with things that will make a difference. You know, we know the power of strength, resistance exercise with that. And that was my first point in there that I've, that's come up a lot. And if that's you, <laughs> I get it, because I did it too, today. But I might research now which way to comb your hair. Anyone know? Or how to do it? Anyway, that's one for the girls to do. Um, <laughs> the point two on this is, when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to food. Now, I speak to people every day and everyone says, I eat really healthily. But yet one person will say, I eat really healthily, I eat uh, lots of lean meats, lots of fish, good amount of protein every meal, all this stuff, I'm still not losing weight. And someone else will say, I eat really healthily, I don't eat any meat, I eat all like vegetables, beans, pulses, all this stuff. And someone else will say, I eat really healthily, I fast all day, I don't, don't, eat any, um, anything to the evening, so I get all that in there, then I eat a small meal in the evening. And someone else will say, I eat really healthily, I never skip breakfast, and everyone has this different perception. The thing is, is what actually happens in that day is more, it's sometimes more out of our control than we think. So our environment dictates what we do more than what we think. So we might have the best intentions in terms of fasting, the best intentions in terms of having breakfast, the best intention of all these things. And we might be thinking there's something wrong with our metabolism. That's what people often think. They come in and they say, there must be something wrong with my metabolism because I'm not losing weight like I used to lose, etc." Forgetting that number one, there's an environmental factor here. Do you just move less than you did? Do you, you know, people compare themselves to 20 years ago. Do you have more responsibility now? Do you exercise less? Do you move less? Do you have a more sedentary job? Number two, what's your environment like? And what I mean by that is the smallest things we know can have a big, in, big impact. For example, someone can have the best intentions, the best plan, but things like the layout of someone's kitchen, we know that people who keep cereal out on the sides are on average 10 pounds heavier than people who don't. People who have a fruit bowl in the middle of their kitchen are lighter than people who don't. And it's these little things that we think that are small, but have a massive impact. People who have a bottle of water within arm's reach of them are more likely to drink water throughout the day. And it's a bit like what I talked about yesterday in terms of like pensions. There was a study, two companies, 
Um, similar companies, one company has 65% of their employees paying into their pension, the other company has 30% paying into their pension. And when they ask these people why they pay in, they all say, oh, it's because I care about my future. And they're like, well, it can't be that the others don't care about their future. But the only difference was the opt-in or the opt-out. People just couldn't be bothered to opt-in. And that's why now you'll see that it's always opt-out. And it's really interesting, like, in that that can have a big influence because people obviously care about their future. And likewise, people care about their health, their fitness, the medications they're on, whether they can, their mobility, their independence, the, their risk of disease as we age, all of these things, everyone cares. Yet we still make poor choices despite the best intentions and despite knowing what to do, right? And this is a massive thing. We know what to do already. I speak to a lot of people and I say, you know, I'm not actually going to tell you anything new today. We're just going to get you doing what you already know. And, it's, and sometimes it's like people get frustrated. I should be doing what I already know. But actually, 99% of the population don't. Everyone has good intentions, but we just don't do it. Life gets in the way. And that's where accountability, that support comes in with us. And where I'm going with this is, number one, don't be afraid to actually just ask for help. Whether it's to do with combing your hair or um, knowing how, what in terms of accountability, support, what one habit can you put in straight away into your lifestyle. We have something called um, like a trick yourself um, diet without willpower checklist. If you want that, by the way, just comment below of willpower and I'll send it over to you. And it just gives you like a little bit of a scorecard where you can just implement one thing straight away, like without really overthinking it, without really thinking about tracking everything, like your environment, how you can lower your, the willpower. Now, my, the third and final point of this, while I talk about environment and good intentions and lying is that not that we mean to, but our environment because of this sometimes means that we're actually acting differently to what we think we are. And we know this from research as well, in that we often essentially overestimate how many calories we burn from exercise, but also overestimate how much we, uh, sorry, underestimate how much we eat. Okay, and I know this from foods like, if I was to track foods like peanut butter and hummus, um, I could probably rein in my calories quite quickly because they're little things that, you know, I'd never track the, the lick of the, the spoon, the extra little spoonful, the little extra dip in, the little extra bit on a cracker, whatever it is on there, because they're just picky foods like that. And that's, that's just my one. But the licks, the bites, the tastes, all those things can add up to like five, 600 calories. And meanwhile, we're, we're testing our genetics and asking for these big machines to, or random tests holding our ear to flicking our hair, getting a gene test and stuff, which has really poor research in, when meanwhile, we're, we haven't looked at the bites, the licks, the tastes, which just quite simply add up throughout the day. And what I would say to people with this, rather than track your calories and your meals, have a look, at, write down all the bites, the licks, the tastes you have today, and just see where you could, one, make your environment almost support this a bit more, and two, just, see, just be aware of how much you're, you're eating in that space. Because I know for me, the bites, the licks and the tastes, I almost laugh at myself sometimes. I'm like, it, it really depends on what my kids have left out on the table when I get in, in the house. It's as simple as that sometimes. I'm like, oh wow, they've left that. Oh wow, you've got some of them. Oh, I love them, oh, I love them. I would not have eaten them. You know, my intentions are just to go home and eat my meal. But oh, they've left some strawberries out on the side. You know, it's good food, like, but oh, strawberries on a day like today, lovely. I wasn't going to eat them, but now I've got the bites, the licks and tastes to start adding in. And also what my kids do, bloody, I'm blaming my kids here, is with the strawberries, because they don't know, they, they struggle to pull out the, the green bit of the back. 
So they only eat till like that much of the green bit left. And I'm thinking, uh, to the red bit left. So they leave a bit of space before the green bit. So they don't eat the green bit of the strawberry, which means technically there's a quarter of a strawberry left in all the strawberries they've eaten. Now me being me, if I'm hungry, I will eat that last bit of strawberry. That's just me. Now, but ultimately, my goals are different to yours. And what I'm saying is being aware of these, I'm choosing to eat them. I might even chop them up, put them in like some Greek yogurt. And I've actually got a meal in there. That's just using food effectively. And that will replace something else. But my point here is our environment will dictate what we do. And we've just got to be more aware of our awareness, aware of our environment. And just sometimes make that choice. Think about, give yourself permission to have any food you like, of course. Like I have permission to eat my kids' leftovers. But what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to at that time? I can choose to say no at any time, whether that's in the office, whether that's work, wherever you are, we have that choice, you know, as adults. And sometimes you're going to go, oh, I just overate. I feel rubbish now. Sometimes you're going to go, I overate and I enjoyed every minute of that. And there's no lessons to be learned here. I'm just going to move on. But the quicker you move on from that, the better your results are going to be. Anyway, that was a ramble, all from a haircut about combing hair. So I will see you later. Have an awesome weekend and I'll see you soon.